Hey there, we're about to start our free training, the 3 p.m. teacher that only happens once a year. Teachers are learning how to consistently leave school prepared and on time without bringing work home so that they can finally be present during precious family time at night and on the weekends. When you attend this free training, you get an hour PD certificate and other bonuses when you show up live. You will learn how to lesson plan faster, how to spend less time on grading, your actual teacher type, and how it's preventing you from really leaving school on time. I can't wait for you to join us so that you can finally have the best school year ever. Hey there, welcome back to Real Teacher Talk. Today we're going to talk about how you can make the most of your workday. And what I really mean by that is how to really maximize your time so that you're efficient and you're more effective. So if you struggle with getting everything done, this episode is definitely for you. Hey, I'm Kristen Donegan, and you're listening to Real Teacher Talk. I often say what's on a teacher's mind, and my mission is this. Help busy teachers leave school at three so they can finally enjoy their life outside of the classroom. Why? because I know how tiring it is to have a never-ending checklist as a teacher and miss out on being fully present at home. On Real Teacher Talk, discover how to work smarter, not harder, enjoy teaching again, and still have plenty of time to shut off your brain outside of the classroom to do the things you love. Sound impossible? I promise it isn't. Now today I'm going to share five things that I used to do in my classroom that I teach teachers inside our program, Easy Organization Tools, to do as well so that they can prioritize what's really important, not do everything themselves, and really get the important things done so that they're not staying past contract time as often as maybe they've been doing. Cool? All right, cool. So the first tip is to be prepared. And you're a good teacher. You know that you need to be prepared, but sometimes it's really hard to do that. So one thing I do inside our program, Easy Organization Tools, is I show teachers how to get prepped and planned the Thursday before the upcoming week. And so one thing that you can do to be able to do this is to have a place for all your things. So what I mean by that is we have different, you know, file sorters, storage, whatever you want to call them, where you can store all of your lessons for the week. So we have it sorted out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? So what I mean by being prepared is that you can grab your lessons and your materials because they're already prepped and ready to go and copied. Grab them. I used to keep them in my teacher work area, you know, where my laptop was, my doc cam, all of that stuff. And so everything was already in order order by how I was teaching that day. Does that make sense? So it it would go from like the beginning of the day to the end of the day, and I can just quickly pull what I needed. What I found that by being prepared meant I wasn't wasting as much instructional time looking for things. I knew exactly what to do, which really helped the flow of the day. So being prepared with your materials, If you're needing to create anchor charts, something I always did that was really helpful in my plan book, whatever topic or skill we're working on, I would use a highlighter, highlight that in my plan book. And that was my signal to me to grab some chart paper with my lessons for the day. So all of that was put together and I'm ready to go. So being prepared is so important 
to maximize your time. Second thing is to work smarter, not harder by getting your students to help. I was really, really big on student responsibility, student accountability. And what was really cool is it wasn't just the students in my classroom, but I would have former students come in and help. And I really wanted to think like, how can I make the best use of their time? Like what will give me the biggest results? So what I used to do in my classroom is I was not in charge of cleaning up a classroom. And you probably already do this. But at the end of the day and throughout the day, my students were responsible for putting centers away, for putting math manipulatives away. They were in charge of cleaning up the room, stacking their chairs, like all those things, sharpening pencils, plugging in Chromebooks, so many things that I've found that a lot of teachers spend their time doing at the end of the day. And that time adds up. So I want my students to help to take ownership and pride in their classroom. Another way I'd have my students help is, you know, if we really needed some sort of deep clean or something, we would spend, you know, 20 minutes and this didn't happen often, but where we would just go through the room and everyone had a specific job they're working on to really clean, get the room in order if we needed to do it quickly. Another area is to have my students help with grading. I did this as little as kindergarten. It's totally possible as long as you have some sort of routine set up with your students on how to make this happen. I know it takes time laying the framework and going over your expectations and modeling and going through it. But if you put in that work now, it will save you so much time on grading so that you're not having to do it all the time after school. Some things that were really easy to grade were the things like math facts or they're doing a math quiz and there's actual, like they're not having to explain their thinking, but it was more of, you know, an actual number is the answer. That made it really easy. Uh, we would grade spelling or word study or phonics. I had a really cool system where my students would take their correcting marker. And as we'd go letter by letter, they'd put a dot under the correct letter to ensure that they're actually checking that their words are spelled correctly. And if it wasn't super simple, they would circle the word and spell it correctly on top. So anything that you can do to get your students to help out, go for it. Now, another way I did this is like I said, I had previous students come in and I had a whole system for this because it can get overwhelming when you have a group of, you know, 10 students at your door wanting to help. And so I had a system. I had some of, you know, my regulars, some of my favorites, where in the morning they knew what to do, you know, before school started. They would change the date on the calendar. They would pass out journals. They'd file student work for me. They'd go through and stamp work, file things in cubbies. They'd file assessments. I would collect them in a bin. They would put them all in there. Anything from cleaning, from helping students, if they came in during their lunchtime, which is typically when I would be teaching math, I might have them go sit one-on-one with someone who needed some extra support. I had them level our classroom library. I know that's not a thing anymore, but it's something I did in the past. Um, They would work in small groups. Sometimes when we'd have our class store once a month as an incentive, when my students would get to shop. I would have a former student who knew the drill because they'd been in my classroom before. They'd run the class store and my students would go shopping with them. So whatever you could do to just have them help and think of areas where you really need support. Don't come up with busy stuff that's not as important. That's not really going to save you time just because you want to give them something to do. Have it be really meaningful for you. Now, the third thing is to set hours for you. And so what I mean by that is... 
Each day, you know, you want to be intentional with what you're doing with your time. You want to prioritize. So if you're looking at prioritizing maybe lesson planning for the following week, and maybe you start that on Monday. It's when I started it, so I'll use that as an example. Then be really intentional with your time after school, if that's when you're doing it. I don't know if you have planning time. We never did. But be intentional with that and know from, let's say, 3.20 to 4 o'clock on Monday, that's going to be your time to plan. That's all you're going to work on during that time. I talked about this if you attended our 3 p.m. teacher workshop is to use a timer. My favorite timer is the time timer because you can visually see your time counting down. And when I used a timer, not just for my students, I used it a million ways with my students. But when I started using it for me, it really helped me to stay more focused. I used to get very distracted. I still get distracted, especially, you know, when I'm working on something I don't really want to do. But when I had that timer and I knew that was my hour, my 45 minutes to work, I was super clear on that. And I knew the consequences of not being intentional with that, you know, bringing work home, staying late, the whole thing. Then I could get my work done. Another thing I like to do is I tried to eat in our teacher's lounge. I actually really enjoyed the teachers I worked with, especially at my last school. But sometimes I needed some quiet time to kind of recharge, to refresh, So a way that I would make the most of my workday is maybe sometimes I'd sit in my room and eat. And it doesn't even need to be working on school stuff. It could just be having downtime. Because as you know, when you look at your contract hours, it's not like other jobs where you have many breaks, right? You're go, go, going. And so just having that time just to sit, I like to turn the lights off and just have quiet. (laughs) I really, really need quiet time just to kind of reset. So maybe you're scrolling through Instagram, maybe you're reading a book as you eat, maybe you're catching up on work, whatever it is, but just to kind of have that time of just silence, not really having to socialize a bit, that was really, really helpful. So set your hours, whatever that looks like. Another suggestion is I know it's really easy to be checking email all throughout the day and it just kind of ties into just so much busyness. Consider maybe setting some hours when you're checking email. So maybe you check email the kids leave at 310. Maybe you check email from 310 to 330 and then work on something else. That way, that's your time when you're responding to people and then that time ends and then you move on to a new task. Teachers are so good at multitasking, but oftentimes what happens when we do it is we're not always doing our best work and we're not always super focused when we're pulled in a million different directions. So if you can set hours for whatever task it is you're working on, and when that time's up, move on to the next one, you'll maximize your time and you'll also be more productive. All right, let's move on to step four. Schedule in some fun. Now, I mean fun with your students, fun with yourself after work, whatever that may look like, but there's nothing worse than dreading going in to teach because there isn't really anything (laughs) that great going on in the classroom. And what I mean by that is like, maybe it's a day where there's lots of different assessments and it's just not that exciting. So schedule in some art, schedule in a science experiment. I'm in San Diego. The weather's beautiful most of the time. So maybe at one point of the day when we're doing independent reading, maybe we'll just go outside and read or we'll just take a break and go play some tetherball. I know it's hard to to think about that when you've got so much on your plate, but our students need a reset too. And so whatever you can do to have a little bit of fun, you know, if you're doing go noodle with your students, you can do that with them, play a game of Kahoot. It doesn't need to be some massive thing, but just something that's 
fun, where you get to be silly, where you get to just enjoy your students for being kids and not like, here's the standards. Here's what we got to do. Does that make sense? And then with your own life, schedule in some fun. I found the weeks that were really hard, you know, when we had parent conferences or report cards or it's, you know, the end of our semester and there's grading and class parties and all the things. I just felt like I was checking things off my list every single day. And then I'd get home and you'd be tired or you're making dinner or whatever it may be. So what I found, which was helpful for me is to plug in things during the week to give me things to look forward to. So maybe I'm intentionally scheduling out working out, or I'm intentionally scheduling out going and meeting a friend for coffee or for a drink or a walk on the beach or something like that. Cause it's just so easy to get so stuck in the rut of the day to day that we forget to do that. And I've been really intentional with that this summer. But even since the winter, if you've been around since then, and and I've shared, and I probably always will about the challenges we had with my son being born and PTSD from that and postpartum depression. And I had sepsis and went into septic shock and like all these things. And you, you really recognize that life's really short. And if we're not doing things that bring us joy and bring us happiness, then what's the point? So I'm all about scheduling in some fun. All right, number five. And as I'm looking at my list here, I am numbered them wrong. So you're actually going to get six. You're going to get a bonus today. Number five is to plan time when to do those administrative tasks. So what I mean by that is, you know, grading work, inputting grades, responding to emails, responding to things that you're supposed to be doing, you know, on your SST team or with your grade level, your PLC, whatever it may be, but those administrative tasks, schedule some time, plug it into your plan book, set a reminder on your calendar or on your phone to get on top of those so they don't pile up and build up until the end of the semester. Hint, hint, (laughs) grading, paperwork is really what I'm thinking. It's just all those things that sometimes get put on the back burner or that pile up because so much other stuff has to happen, but eventually all that administrative stuff has to get done. So if you need to be, you know, looking at data from assessments or looking at FMP scores and regrouping students, whatever it may be, set some time to do that. If it were me, weekly, pick 30 minutes even in your plan book, write it down and do that. Something else, if you have specials or pullouts with your students, this is kind of when I would do that during our library time specifically. The librarian would be in charge of our students. She'd read them a story. They'd, you know, check out their books. I'd be there to kind of monitor and manage. Um, I had high expectations on how many students acted in the library so that I wasn't having to manage too much. And then during that time is when I do some administrative things like grading. I bring a stack of math assessments to look at. And always during library time is when I would set up our newsletter for the following week. So I really tried to maximize the time that I had and tried to make it fit into my schedule. So administrative tasks is when I would try to get some of that stuff done. All right. And then the bonus tip is number six, reflect on areas in your day where it feels like wasted time. And for me, what that looked like is maybe transitions weren't running smoothly. End of the day used to drive me bonkers because it just felt like it could be running smoother. Things weren't getting done as far as jobs the way I wanted it to be. So I needed to come up with a new system. Maybe that worked better for my students or worked better for myself. And just look at the areas because as you know, we don't have a lot of time in the day 
and there's a lot to cover. So where is their time being wasted? And what can you do to really maximize that time? So think about it. And I'd love to know if you let me know over on Instagram, tag me at Easy Teaching Tools. What's an area that's that's not going so good? Like for us, if I talk about transitions, morning time used to be a bit chaotic. And I taught second grade the last few years, but you'd have students coming in late or maybe within the first five minutes, we had students being pulled out for RTI. Maybe you have someone who's crying. Maybe the nurse is calling you because someone's sick. Like it just, it wasn't as smooth as we could. And so what I did, I'm like, okay, this needs to get better. I'm tired of repeating myself. I don't even know if anyone's listening to me at this point as I created some editable assignment slides and they would change, you know, daily, but I'd have this up in the morning And it had three things my students need to do. The first one was typically like turn in picture money or I don't know, just something, some sort of like to do. Then the second one was their activity. So typically first thing in the morning, we would do some sort of journal writing. So I'd have the prompt up there for my students. And then the third thing was what to do if you finish early. And so that's what my students did the first 15 minutes of the day. It made things run a lot smoother because the directions were up on the board And if I have someone who's upset or I have someone who's having a rough morning, or if one of my students who's going to RTI can't find their decodable, whatever that is, I'm able to help them. It's not starting out the day chaotic and rushed and hurried. And it just made our day start a lot better. And I wasn't wasting time. And my students weren't late to RTI anymore because they had everything that they needed. So look at your classroom. Where's areas that could be flowing better? And what can you do to improve that? So I hope these six tips are useful for you. Pick and choose what's going to work for you, what you want to try out to really maximize your day because you don't have a lot of it, right? And there's a lot you need to get through. And then you want to get home and actually enjoy your life on top of teaching because you're more than just a teacher, right? You may be a mom, a dad, a sister, a brother, a friend, a son, a daughter, all the things, right? And you want to do more than just teaching. So let's recap real quick on the six things actually that you can do to make the most of your workday. One is be prepared. Two, get students to help. Three, set hours for you to get things done. Four, schedule in fun in the classroom and outside. Five, Look at those administrative tasks and plug them into your plan book so you can actually get them done so they don't pile up. And six, reflect on wasted time and what you can do as the teacher to make better use of your time so that you're not losing any more instructional time. All right. Like always, I really appreciate you being here today. I hope you take some time for yourself today for some fun for you, something that just makes you smile. Take a deep breath, get some fresh air, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Real Teacher Talk. I know how difficult it can be to balance teaching and home life, so if you are looking for additional support, I encourage you to head on over to easyteachingtools.com and get on our email list. You will receive our latest organization tips, classroom management strategies, engaging lessons, and even some freebies. Sign up at easyteachingtools.com forward slash 3pm podcast. Thanks so much for listening.